0: This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Doctor Julie Capel, episode number sixty nine. Hello, my friends, welcome to the podcast. I'm having a great day today, so I'm happy to be here. I was at work all day yesterday and I was exhausted when I got home because we are practicing quote unquote curbside care for our patients and clients and it's kind of difficult. We have the clients call us on the phone, we have to get all the history, then we go to the door, we bring the pet in, no people in the building, which is kind of cool, and then we take care of the pet, we have to call the client again, get their payment over the phone, and then get the pet back out to the client. So it's challenging, it's exciting. Um, All the while, we're wearing masks so we don't breathe on each other, and it's challenging. So... I love a good challenge, but it's also very tiring, breathing your own air all day in your surgical mask and then trying to communicate things over the phone to people that you can't see. So you really can't tell if they're getting it, if they're not getting it. And so it's very challenging to get the communication right. But we're here today. I'm excited to do a podcast for you. And a couple weeks ago, we talked about fear and how we deal with fear in this time of the COVID shutdown quarantine. And then last week, we talked a little bit about trying to move forward and not dwelling in our fear and letting that stop us from creating and advancing in our lives. And today I thought I'd take a step back and talk about worry, because I know we've talked about that before on the podcast, but as I've been studying and reading up on things to help people in this time, it seems like the fear and the worry are the big subjects. And I came up with some new material from, well, it's actually old material, from a book that I love called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And I think I have mentioned that book before on the podcast. But I was going through some of the things that happen in that book, and I found this really cool, uh, I don't know what you would call it. I guess it's an exercise, a thought exercise, And I wanted to go through that with you today, but I also came up with some other things to talk about about worry. So that's what we're going to talk about today, and we're going to try to come at it from a positive spin and not really talk about why we worry, because I think we all know that that's part of that fear and part of that negative brain of ours, but to talk about it from a more positive spin and how we deal with it and how we move beyond it. So it's going to be more about stop worrying than actual why we worry. So today in the world, there's many, many reasons that we would want to worry. Something about the uncertainty of what's going on around us creates this energy of worry in our mind, But what I want to share with you is I think there's a difference between being concerned about something and being worried about it. And the reason I make that distinction is I think that you can have concern that something bad could happen to you or bad could happen to someone else without living in worry. And the reason I make the distinction between concern and worry is I think concern is a word that to me can be defined as more of a temporary situation so if i say i'm concerned about something it's a short term concern and worry to me means something that you're dwelling on now the actual de- definitions of those two words are very similar in fact concern part of the definition is worry or anxiety But I think if you can take those two words and make them mean two different things in your mind, that you can express concern for a short period of time without worrying for a long period of time. And that's what the distinction means to me. You can also try to take precautions about bad things happening without worrying about bad things happening. And that's where concern comes in as well. So... Let's take, for example, when you go in a car, you might be concerned that an accident could happen, and therefore you take a precaution, and that would be wearing your seatbelt, without actually sitting there the whole time you're in the car worrying about an accident. And so that is how I make the distinction. So when your brain starts to go to that place of worry, express the concern Take a precaution or some precaution that you can take and then let go of the worry. So another way of thinking about it is concerned means realizing that there is some danger out there. And in this environment, it would be the virus. So you acknowledge it, you realize that it's there, and then you take some steps in a calm way to try to mitigate those concerns. And then let go of the worry. Because the fact that the virus is out there or the fact that you could get into a car wreck is a fact. It could happen. There's that possibility. So there's a concern. But if you take some steps to meet the concern or mitigate the concern, then you can allow your brain to let go of the worry. Does that make sense? It does to me. (laughs) Hopefully it does to you. So it's just a thought exercise, and we know that that's how we control our emotions is with our thoughts. But the thought exercise is not spinning in worry, but expressing a concern, taking a precaution, and then moving on. Okay, so I mentioned the book earlier, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, and I found this exercise in this book that Dale Carnegie shared, and it was actually written by someone else, And it's called Just for Today. And he uses this example in part of the book that he's talking about happiness and how to fight for happiness and stay happy and letting go of your worry. So when I read this, I just thought this would be a great exercise for us to do today because of the circumstances that we're facing. So here it is. It's called Just for Today by Sybil F. Partridge. Just for today, I will be happy. Happiness is from within. It is not a matter of externals. Just for today, I will try to adjust myself to what is and not try to adjust everything to my own desires. I will take my family, my business, and my luck as they come and fit myself to them. Just for today, I will take care of my body. I will exercise it, care for it, nourish it, not abuse or neglect it, so that it will be a perfect machine for my bidding. Just for today, I will try to strengthen my mind. I will learn something useful. I will not be a mental loafer. I will read something that requires effort, thought, and concentration. Just for today, I will exercise my soul in three ways. I will do somebody a good turn and not get found out. I will do at least two things I don't want to do, as William James suggested, just for exercise. Just for today, I will be agreeable. I will look as well as I can, dress as becomingly as possible, talk low, act courteously, be liberal with praise, criticize not at all, nor find fault with anything, and not try to regulate nor improve anyone. Just for today, I will try to live through this day only, not to tackle my whole life problem at once. I can do things for 12 hours that would appall me if I had to keep them up for a lifetime. Just for today, I will have a program. I will write down what I expect to do every hour. I may not follow it exactly, but I will have it. It will eliminate two pests, hurrying and indecision. Just for today, I will have a quiet half hour all by myself and relax. In this half hour, sometimes I will think of God so as to get a little more perspective into my life. Just for today, I will be unafraid. Especially, I will not be afraid to be happy, to enjoy what is beautiful, to love, and to believe that those I love, love me. If you weren't keeping count, there were 10 things on that list. If you want to reread them and you didn't get all of them as I was saying them, they are on page 109 of Dale Carnegie's book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. So one of the most powerful things that I read in that list was, just for today, I will try to adjust myself to what is. Because we know that what are the facts that we cannot change. And what is going on in our world right now is something that none of us can really control. No one in the world can control this. You can tell that because so many people are trying to control it. They're telling us when to stay home, when to get, go out, what to do if you go out, should you wear a mask, should you not wear a mask, how should you do your job, what job should be done. There's so many things going on. And the reason that there's so much confusion is because nobody really knows what to do. And when there's uncertainty like that, our brain goes to worry. But if we can just accept what is and realize that the only thing we can control is the way we think about what is, that allows us to get out of that worry circle Jump off that merry-go-round in your brain trying to fix what is not fixable and understand that acceptance is the first path to letting go of worry. So when Sybil says, Just for today, I will try to adjust myself to what is and not try to adjust everything to my own desires. She basically means that we have to allow and accept what's going on in the world to just be and not fight with it. The other one that goes right along with this one is just for today, I will try to live through this day only, not tackle my whole life problem at once. I can do things for 12 hours that would appall me if I had to keep them up for a lifetime. And that one rings so true to me as a veterinarian because there are things that I have to do as a vet that would appall me if I thought about them for too long. But if I can just concentrate on the task at hand and do what needs to be done in the moment, then I am able to let that go. And I had this situation happen to me yesterday. As a matter of fact, I had this parrot come in and he was 40 years old and I had never seen him before. And the notes in the appointment book said that he was feather picking and that there was some blood. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, he's been a feather picker for a long time. And now he's got a blood feather that's been bothering him. You know, i that's where my brain went. I didn't really imagine what I was going to see when this bird came in. But when it did come in, it was in this cardboard box. And when I opened up the box to pull this bird out with a towel, like I always do, and the bird was yelling and screaming at me, I saw the most horrendous thing. This bird had this huge wound under its wing. It was chewed right down to the bone. There was infection. There was necrotic tissue. The whole wing was swollen. It was just horrendous. and. I know it had been going on for a long, long time. Now, I don't know the owner of this bird, and because we were doing curbside, I didn't really get to meet him face-to-face. I only got to talk to him on the phone. But as I talked to him about the amount of care that this bird was going to require to get better and the severity of the disease process that this bird's body was going through, this gentleman did not understand at all. And not only did he not understand, but he also didn't have any money to let me do anything. So as a veterinarian, I was appalled at what I had to do. And if I lived there and didn't forgive myself for what I ultimately did, and I worried about it and I Um, stressed about it, then I could really destroy myself in these situations. So what I ended up having to do was talk to the gentleman, find out how much money he could spend, what he was capable of doing, and then ultimately not provide the best medicine to this bird that I thought that that bird needed. Because first of all, he couldn't afford it. He couldn't take it to the emergency clinic. He couldn't have me do any surgery on it. There were so many things that this gentleman couldn't do, and so I had to just do what I could, and it was far from the best treatment. I couldn't even dress the wound. I just had to put an e-collar on this poor bird and put it on medications to try to mitigate the infection, and then I I had to plead with the owner to bring it back in in a week so I could see if it was making any progress because this bird really was not in good shape and I was very, very concerned that this treatment was not going to be adequate. So it's a fact of life that I cannot change that this gentleman owned this bird and didn't address the problem in a timely fashion, he was unable to do anything as far as taking care of the wound itself at home, or financially for that matter. And I just had to do the best I could. So when we're facing these kind of situations in life, realizing that they are circumstances that we cannot control, and managing our mind to just do what's best in the moment, and then letting go of it, is how we can deal with doing things that might appall us. And that's what I think is so beautiful about this sentence, the sentence number two in Just For Today. Now, number three is taking care of your body. Exercise, nourish it, don't neglect it. So it will be a perfect machine for our bidding. In this day and time with the COVID virus out there, it's very important for us to take care of our body because if heaven forbid, we do become exposed, we need to have a strong body. So taking care of yourself will help you prepare. Like we said with the seatbelt, it is one way to be concerned and then prepare. So preparing your body, taking care of your body, is part of what will help us take precautions and then allow us to let go of the worry of getting ill. Going right along with that is strengthening your mind. So learning something useful, don't not being lazy, not sitting in front of the TV and absorbing mindless TV, but actually challenging yourself mentally. And it says, read something that requires effort, thought, concentration. And isn't that difficult? When you're trying to worry, your brain doesn't want to concentrate. And so if you make it concentrate, you focus on learning something difficult, you will not be able to worry. Because when your brain is in concentration mode, it's going to have to get out of worry mode in order to allow you to concentrate. And along with taking care of your body and your mind would be the relaxation, taking a quiet half hour by myself to relax. And that allows us to get perspective. That allows our brains to decompress, let go of all the things that we're trying to do each day, and just take a quiet hour to concentrate, whether that is meditation whether that is slow exercising like yoga, something that allows your mind to calm down and rest because a calm mind cannot concentrate on worried thoughts. And she says in that sentence, it will allow you to get more perspective in your life and realize the things that are important, the things that we need to focus on in order to have a full life. And that reminds me of another thing that I read in this Dale Carnegie book, and it said something like, rest when you can, as often as you can. And there were some statistics that showed that people that are highly successful are people that will rest when they can rest. And that may just be sitting down for a few minutes and deep breathing or taking time for yourself. And sometimes at work, I'll actually just hide somewhere, shut the door to my office for five minutes so I can have a little bit of downtime and just breathe without somebody asking me a question or bothering me about a phone call. But taking a few seconds to just breathe and relax is one tool that you can use to let go of worry. Now, I would like to add to the strengthening your mind piece of this, along with the strengthening of your body. I think it's so important to focus on words of inspiration. And the way that I would encourage you to do that is to read self-help books, maybe some self-help podcasts like this podcast here, or somebody else that's your favorite to listen to. Practicing mindfulness and even spiritual reading And then I also like the mantras to keep the mantra in front of you. And I think we've talked about that before, writing a sentence down that means something to you and keeping it close at hand. And then you can also keep a notebook of either gratitude or self-help mantras that you've read that other people have given to you, just like this just for today. And when I read this for the second or third time, I can't remember how many times I've read this book, but when I got to this part, I actually wrote all these down so I could read them every day. And I put them in my gratitude notebook and my bullet journal that I use every day so I can read these just-for-today thoughts. Because I think if we can keep them in the front of our mind, it will allow us to turn to them when thoughts of worry are overtaking us, or when we're feeling high anxiety. And if you'll remember a few weeks back on the podcast, I talked to Dr. Gail Walter, and I love what she said, and I think her little mantra that she uses is really useful if it speaks to you, and it did speak to me. She said her mantra is, no assumptions, no expectations, and no regrets. Really think about that. If you don't assume anything, if you just allow life to be what it is, and you have no expectations of what it's supposed to be and what you want it to be, and you have no regrets about anything that you've ever done, how are you allowed to worry? It's just, it's a beautiful way to think about it, and it's so simple. It's just three little sentences. No assumptions, no expectations, no regrets. So thanks, Gail, for that. I just really thought that was amazing. And that is in my notebook. So the last thing that Sybil says in this list is, just for today, I will be unafraid. And that really speaks to me in this time of COVID because the fear is what causes the worry and the thoughts that cause the fear and the worry are the things that we have to change. So if you can vow just for today, or even if it's just for the next 10 minutes, that you will not be afraid. And then the next part of it says, I will not be afraid to be happy, to enjoy what is beautiful, to love and to believe those that I love, love me. If you can embrace that for even a short period of time each day, that is going to open up your mind to bigger possibilities and allow you to let go of the worry that you have about COVID, about your job, about your family, about anything that's going on right now in this crazy, mixed-up COVID world. So when I mention happiness, it reminds me of another book that I really love. It's called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. And if you've never seen him speak or seen his TED Talks, you need to listen to them because they're really good. But anyway, in his book, The Happiness Advantage, he says a couple of things that I wrote down to read to you. One is, no one can bring you peace but yourself. And that goes back to the mind control, to the to the management of your thoughts. And if you're seeking peace instead of worry, you need to bring that to yourself in all of these ways that Sybil talks about. The other thing that Sean says is, Count your blessings, not your troubles. And that goes back to being grateful, being grateful for what we have, creating the gratitude journal we've talked about before. And sometimes just stepping away from yourself, forgetting your problems, forgetting your troubles and helping other people will allow you to pull away from that self-centered, worried attitude that you'll have. And I know many times when I'm thinking about stepping away from my own troubles and helping other people, it seems like an overwhelming thing. It's like, what can I do with what I have to help other people? It's not always that simple to think of something, number one, that's financially feasible for you, physically feasible, but it can be something as simple as a compliment, saying something nice to somebody, either in person. Or on a social media site, complimenting somebody on what they've done or how they look or anything, any words of support. Allowing yourself to look around you at your neighbors, at people that work for you, and trying to be observant to see what they might need. Possibly just allowing yourself to ask them how they're doing and really listen Because most of us just want a listening ear. Most of us just need to know that other people are going through the same thing we are going through. And if you open yourself up to help someone else, you're not going to be able to dwell on your worries or your stressors. Because you are going to open yourself up to trying to solve someone else's problem. And there's something powerful about being a helper. And so I would encourage you to take five minutes today or 10 minutes today, and really think about what it is that you can do in the simplest terms to help other people. This morning, I put out a Facebook message to a group of friends of mine and asked them if they wanted to get together for a Zoom call because we haven't seen each other in a while, and nobody's talking to each other, and everybody's in the same uptight mode, worried mode that I'm in and that we are all in. And just putting it out there saying, hey, do you girls want to get together and do a Zoom call? We can play a game or make a craft. I got so many responses and people were so excited to try to set that up. So even if it's something that small, that little gesture, opening that door to having others connect with you and meet with you is going to allow you to open yourself up to action, taking action, and not dwelling in that worry. It's going to take worry and turn it into concern. And if you change your concern for yourself into concern for others, you will let go of your worry. And somebody in action cannot spin in worry. So just remember that. Moving forward, like we talked about last week, taking action pulls you out of that spinning loop of worry. So think about the just for today things that we talked about. Think about what you can do just for today to help yourself get out of worry, get out of concern, and start to take some action to helping other people and in turn helping yourself. So thanks so much for listening to this podcast today. I hope you got something out of it. I just love this material, and I love that Just For Today piece that Sybil shared with Dale Carnegie in his book. Sybil wrote that in 1925, and I don't know exactly what sparked her to write it, But I just think it's fabulous, and if you think about people that were living in 1925, I'm sure they had a lot of problems that we can't even imagine. So take this to heart. It's great material, and the fact that it is so time-tested is amazing. Take care of yourself this week. Reach out for help if you need to. I'm always here to help. Leave a comment for me or email me at DVM at gmail.com you can go to my website juliecappell.com veterinarylifecoach.com either one will get you there and continue to listen to the podcast if you like what you're hearing please leave me a 5 star review that would be so helpful I'd really appreciate it Thank you to my son, Tristan Capel, for the great music that he produces for the podcast. If anybody needs music lessons or singing lessons, all the musicians out there in the world right now are out of work completely, and the way they're making ends meet is by giving lessons over Zoom or FaceTime. In fact, I'm taking voice lessons from my daughter, Bridget, right now, which is great really amazing. So if that's something you've always wanted to do and you find yourself with a little bit of spare time, contact these people. TristanCoppel.com, BridgetCoppel.com, and there are many, many other musicians in the world that would love to give you amazing music lessons. So reach out to the musicians that you know, or even if you don't know them, help them make a living and reach out to anyone right now that needs your help. Because Reaching out to other people will ultimately help you. So make yourself a priority today so you can inspire others tomorrow. Have a beautiful week. Bye.